This episode of The Movie Men is brought to you by media sales consultant Tim DeArmond. Your source for daily traditional and digital marketing insights and advice. For more information, check out the link posted in the show notes below. Hello. That's not that's not how you're that's not what we agreed upon. The plans changed. Oh, okay. Wait, you've you've abandoned you've abandoned that? Put the you've money put the money in the bag the old... and shut up. <laughs> well greetings Hello. and welcome to another ridiculously fun filled episode of The Movie Men. The Movie Men. Yeah. Yeah. The uh the show that we host on our dark little corner of the of the internet. <laughs> Very dark. Very dark. Like we Very... haven't paid hydro in months. And kind of musty smelling. Mm-hmm. Like it's got kind of a moldy yeah. mildew kind that of. That was before we got here yeah. though. That that we that was upon arrival. Yeah. Well, grandma's basement is a anyways. <laughs> um so welcome. Yeah. Those of you it you know, it occurred to me. Mm. It's we've been doing the show for a while now. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of been a while since, you know, like a, we've we've kind of just been full steam ahead assuming that everybody was in the know and they all kind of get what's happening. Right. Um, and we've been picking new people up sort of along the way. Um, so if you're new, let me tell you a little story yeah. about the Movie Men podcast. Mm. We are a um, quasi-not-professional <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right. Um, that reviews movies. Mm. So so we have, th- we have three types of episodes. Sure. Okay. And we upload typically at least once a week every sunday yep. uh we upload there's the odd exception mm-hmm. the apocalypse or um you know if someone's really sick or whatever then we, you know then we skip over um but aside from that every sunday and occasionally also through the week on a wednesday yeah or thursday or friday or yeah. i don't know like this episode um, will we be. Have, yeah. Like that, like this episode. We have three types of episode. Mm-hmm. Episode number one, mm. and kind of probably our least common episode, mm. uh, is a is a middle of the week episode. If there's a movie in the theater that we are both just beside ourselves, excited to go see, we'll go see it. Right. And we'll come home and we'll immediately sit down in front of the microphone mm-hmm. and we'll record for like an hour and a half, two and a half hours. Yeah. And we'll just unpack the film. Yeah. Um, this mostly happens for, for big new releases, right? So things like um, Marvel films and Star Wars and uh, likely the new Jurassic Park mm. and, the, and the new Ghostbusters Top when Gun. it happens. Yeah. Top Gun. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Oh. Tom Cruise is a wiener. No, but, no. Um, uh, I guess I should watch the first one then. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the second uh, kind, the second type of episode, which is I would say uh, about as common, maybe a little more common, mm. um, is a topical episode. Right. Um, where we sit down and and we don't review a film, no. we just kind of talk about a topic. Like our uh, like our episode with Stefan. Like our episode that we just did with Stefan, mm-hmm. uh, where we talked about nudity in film. Right. Um, or an upcoming one we have where we are going to recap the results uh, and talk about the results from the Academy Awards. Mm, yes. 
Um, our final kind of episode, and by far our most common, is an episode where we sit down and we review a film. Mm. But not just any film. No. What makes us unique... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's lots of things that make us unique. Uh, Too many what to makes list. our sh- yeah. What makes our show unique uh, is the fact that you get to vote on uh, what movie we're going to review. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, yes. Twitter. Yes. You can support us on a peer two or higher mm. on Patreon, yep. which gives you triple voting power Ooh. on both Facebook and Instagram. The power. Um, yeah. So pretty much every week or every other week, we... Um, we upload, we'll pick a category and we'll upload four posters um, from that category and you get to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to, you get to, we are at your mercy. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of fun. Um, one of the segments that we do on our show, if you're new, is at the end of every episode, uh, we ask each other what films we've watched that week. Mm. Yes. Um, followed by making a recommendation to the other person. Now, yes. if the other person has not seen the film that has been recommended to them, mm. then they are contractually <laughs> obligated yes. to watch that film mm-hmm. between then and the next episode. Right. If they have seen it, they're welcome to watch it, but, the, you know, sometimes life is busy. Sure. So, you know, if I recommend to Pete, hey, you know, have you seen... Toy Story, and Pete goes uh, like thirty-two times. Yeah. <laughs> then Pete doesn't. Pete doesn't need to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he hadn't seen Toy Story, I'd give him a, a, a brisk slap, and then I would make him watch Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so that's it's, mostly yeah. it. It's it's a cool way for us to share film with not only one another, but then it, it lets us expose kind of just maybe new things to the audience that they haven't watched or they didn't think was worth watching and. It's cool. I have seen I have seen all kinds of films that I would have never never otherwise have watched. Likewise. Um, yep. yep. Yeah, and it's 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 really kind of grown my my movie repertoire. Yeah. So it's that that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Something else um, that we're kind of adding. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, right? Bully for you. If you don't follow <laughs> us on Twitter, the link is posted down below for right. our Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Twitter and our merch store and our Patreon. Um, that's right, we have merch. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so so go down there and check it out. Follow us on Instagram once a week, starting now. Once a week, um, or once an episode, we are going to post a question. Right. A simple question. Yep. Um, that you get to vote on because mm. uh, we're all we're all about the votes. This is a democracy, you, you, ladies and gentlemen. You tell us what to do. That's what we're yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but we're going to post a question, just a sort of a for fun question. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the show rolls around, we will talk about the results of that question. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pete and I will kind of give our own, you know, our own take on it. Sure. Um, so that's a new segment. That's a new thing we're starting. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, so let's do that right now. Let's make that a start of the show thing. I'm down. We already have an end of the show segment. Yeah. So this week's question. Yeah was right are streaming services mm. like netflix disney plus and amazon prime video right going to kill movie theaters eventually are they going to end the movie going experience 57.1 mm. percent of you voted no hmm. which is interesting for two reasons one uh I mean, I would agree. I don't think they are. No, I think they're no, going no. to. I think they are going to impact the way that movie theaters 
um, do their business. Sure. It will affect prices. It will affect, like, it will motivate movie theaters to get butts into seats. Right. Um, yep. Which is fantastic mm-hmm. uh, and, and only benefits you know the viewer the movie going audience yeah, yeah. um which but which furthermore yeah because like if you look at like business models netflix is constantly adapting it's constantly changing to bring in viewers bring in business like the theater going experience kind of needs to get on the boat of ingenuity or like reinventing itself well and and netflix is especially like netflix is entering un untested waters Mm. netflix is now entering into an era where they have legitimate competition where you have disney plus yeah and you have amazon prime video and you have all these like there's there's a new streaming service coming called peacock oh uh, which is a stupid which is a stupid name it is Um, but but it's but it's coming yeah Um, and so netflix is in a position where netflix needs to netflix needs to stay ahead of the game here. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, because all of a sudden, they're no longer the king of the castle by default. Right. No, that's a good point. Um, yeah. The The other reason I find those numbers, the 57%, really interesting is because that means 42% of you, which is not an insignificant number, right. think that, uh, you know, that, like there's the, you, you got to start writing your eulogy for your, your local <laughs> cinema because um, they're on their way out. Right. <laughs> but hmm. no, I, you know, I, the theater is, uh, the theater is an experience mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that you just can't quite get at home. Oh, for sure. So, or at least most of us can't. Some of us have like ridiculous, yeah. you know, home theater projection screens Oof. and 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 crazy Dolby sound yes. systems and yep. you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I it don't, just doesn't. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't think it'll kill theaters, but I think it'll definitely push the envelope of your move theater. You need to adapt or die. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, anyways, thanks for voting on that, mm. uh, and keep keep your eyes out for future questions. Yes. This is, uh, you know, we're gonna kind of see how this goes. Yeah, maybe people will love it, maybe they won't. We'll probably do it anyways. <laughs> Doesn't, you know, <laughs> right? To heck with you. Yeah. Um. So this week, uh, this week we didn't do a vote. No. Um. This week, uh, well, last week, uh, this past Sunday, mm-hmm. we had uh, we aired an episode with a guest, Stefan Duchesne. Yep. Um, who is unique for two reasons. One, yes. he, he has an incredibly large mustache, mm. um, yep. a very nice mustache. Hmm. Like it reminds me of, have you seen the, moody, the movie uh, Murder on the Orient Express? Oh, I do, and I know where you're going. Yeah, we're, we're Kenneth Branagh, and he's got the the, <laughs> yeah. the big, you know. So that's that's what the mustache reminds me of. Right. It's a great mustache. But the thing, but um, I'm, I'm just gonna stop you for a sec. Like Kenneth Branagh had like a team of hairstylists to like groom and prepare this thing for filming. Like, good for Kenneth Branagh, but also like he didn't do this on his own. Stefan. Well, and I don't, I but I don't know for sure that Stefan does. Oh. I mean. Oh, you know, yeah. when you have when you have a mustache like that, I think maybe he does. I think you must have it. You must have a team. Okay, I shouldn't rule it There's out. A team I, that we didn't ask you him. Around. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing that kind of sets him apart and makes him unique is that he uh, is a bit of a resident expert mm. when it comes to nudity in film. Right. Um, being that he is a nudist himself. Right. Um, spends most of his time the way mm-hmm. he was. You know. 
in his birthday suit. Mm-hmm. But also, so, he, he like this guy's well experienced. Like he's taught university courses. He's sat oh, on yeah. so many committees. Like he's he he knows he knows a lot of stuff related to film and nudity and yeah yeah for sure. Yeah. So so he um he he came on our episode and he talked about nudity in film. Uh, and then at the end of the episode, he recommended a film to us. Yes. Um, and it seemed like only the right thing to do mm-hmm. um, by sitting down and dedicating an episode to the film that he reviewed for us. Yeah. Um, so the film he review or the the film he recommended to us mm-hmm. um, is a nudist film um, or a naturist film. Sure. Um, a, a film about a nudist park. Park. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. in the fifties. In the, in the 1950s, 50s, yeah. 1954, the movie came out, and mm. it's called Garden of Eden. Yes. Um, so we're going to do things a little bit differently here. Sure. Uh, we're going to review the film, but we're we're going to kind of read through. We're going to talk about the plot of the film because mm-hmm. there's a good there's a good chance that a lot of you have never seen this film. It's very um, for, hard for, to find. T- yeah, for two reasons. Uh, it's a niche kind of genre mm-hmm. for sure, um, and two, it's old. It's an sure. old, it's, you know, it's a really old movie. It's not easy to find. Um, and so we are, you know, we're going to read through it, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, and we'll comment. We'll bring so, you up to without speed. Further ado, yeah. yeah, without further ado. Mm-hmm. Um, so after East Coast businessman Jay Randolph Lattimore <laughs> approves the designs for his new gymnasium he is donating, mm. he discusses... He discusses with his attorney and the associates how he has recently undergone a complete personality change. Wait, so can I just stop you right there? Like, yes. Right at the get-go, I <laughs> this movie is so 1950s and so corny, but just like opening scene, it's just like a total expositional self-character summary that was a little corny. Um, and yeah... It it was a little like it wasn't a real life conversation. Like this guy's just like talking about his self growth, and then it leads into a flashback, and yeah, yeah. Which um, I don't know. I had thoughts going into it. My thought is like, sure. when when you go to the when you go to a a theater, sure, like a um, not a movie theater, but like a you, you're going to a, a production. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go see a production. Sure, Broadway. Yep. Um. You you go in accepting mm-hmm. that it's a theatrical production, sure, and that the 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 dialect that they use and the way that they speak is not the way that people actually talk, mm-hmm. um, and 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 that's okay because it's a it's a theater production, um, and and nowadays we hold our films to a standard of we want the dialect in films for the most part, to be accurate to real life. Mm, right. But in the, in the 50s, that wasn't the case. No. Right? In in the 50s, film had its own dialect. Like, you, you would go to see a movie not with the expectation that you were going to be immersed in it mm. and not with the expectation that it was going to be so real and so lifelike. Mm. It was, you, you You were going to have a story told to you right. much like you did in the theater. Right. Um, so so I, th- I think we used to allow for that. We used to allow for, 
you know, what we would consider now to be cheesy exposition and awkward dialogue. Right. But back then it wasn't. Back then that was that was cinema. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, an, you know, an interesting perspective. Yeah. Um, so then the rest of the film is kind of a flashback. Right. Yep. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, Susan, Mm. the widow of Lattimore's son, Tom, who was killed in the war, confronts the gruff, bitter Lattimore Mm. with the news that she and her six-year-old daughter, Joan, will no longer be dependent upon him and are leaving his house to move to Miami, where she believes she can resume her modeling career. Okay. Yeah. And he's kind of a dick about it. Oh, big time. Big time. Yeah. Like, discredits her ability to be, (laughs) you know, kind of refers to modeling as like a sleazy Mm -hmm. career, as as like a, a not respectable thing. Right. Um, Stefan pointed something out really interesting to me too, when he he was telling me about the film. Mm. Um, it's, I think there's a, there's a certain amount of intentionality behind the fact that she's widowed. Hmm. Um, being that in 1954, that would be the only non-disgraceful way to be a single mother. Right. Oh, for sure divorce Mm -hmm. would have been despicable right right and so yeah so really interesting just kind of a glimpse just you know looking into Mm -hmm. intentionally why she's a widow and not just a single mom right yep right um although Lattimore states that he will not allow Susan to leave with his granddaughter he later observes them as they say goodbye to the housekeeper and drive away Early in the morning on the outskirts of Tampa, Susan is confused by a detour in the highway, and the car breaks down in a remote area, which <laughs> always happens. So, right? of course, of course, the car broke down. The, like, this movie honestly gave some horror movie vibes. Oh yeah, like er, yeah. like right from the get go, I'm just like, hmm, they're in the middle of nowhere. Oh, they're stranded because their car broke down, and. Continue, and I'll tell you, like, keep going with the synopsis, right. and I'll tell you everything that's totally a horror movie, just disguised <laughs> as a naturist film. Fortunately, another driver, mm. Johnny Patterson, is on the road and attempts to fix the car. Oh, horror movie right there. A, a seemingly too nice of a guy just is happens to be there to help. It just shows up. Just shows up. Immediate, Im- immediately says... Let me let me try to help, and he gets he just he gets in the car. He doesn't even and starts turning it over. And, and but, but like he, and, he, that's the point exactly. Like he's not even like looking for a mechanical problem. He's like, here, let me just make sure you're turning the key properly because yeah, you're a woman, woman and you probably did it wrong. Yeah, can I can I point out two interesting things about this scene? Sure. One is yeah. Johnny Johnny tries the ignition for like. <laughs> 45 solid seconds. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's three or four or five instances of and it won't start. (laughs) Lay off, Johnny. It's not like the car's not starting. Right. Like that's what I don't get. Like the woman says it's not starting. She doesn't need you to turn the key. 
She either like well, wants you to look under the hood or call a tow truck. Well, like, yeah. Well, ma'am, I think there may be an issue with your radiator, and you probably also now need a new starter. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> come on, Johnny. The other interesting thing, um, which I think is sort of a, again a fun window into the time, sure. is is that um, nowadays. Um, and this isn't this isn't a, a general sweeping statement. Sure. Um, but nowadays, for the most case, yep. for the most part, um, if a single mom was driving, and, and and I mean I'm included in this as well, right? I'm not a single mom. Um, sure. But but it, it, it's not just it's not just women, and it, it's most people in general. I see. If you're drive if you're driving down the road, yep. And your car comes to a stop, it it breaks down. Sure. You're gonna call someone. Right. Would you, would you, like, honestly, mm-hmm. would you have the knowledge to yourself get out and look under the hood? No, you'd be wasting your time. For sure. Yeah. You don't know anything about cars. No, especially, especially nowadays where we're um, just so much electrical, mechanical stuff is just, even if you have a conceptual knowledge of cars, if you don't have the right computer system to plug into it, you're, you're useless. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, but even if you didn't, like, I just, I don't have, you know, oh, I, don't I, I feel like m- most people don't have the mechanical knowledge. True. And so, um, and now obviously Susan in this situation is the 50s, so she doesn't have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays, even if you didn't have a cell phone, you'd probably just start walking. Right. Um, yep. To, to try, try to find someone. But mm-hmm. Susan doesn't. Susan gets out and she pops a hood and she looks under the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, I just think is an interesting... It's a glimpse into the times mm-hmm. that, um, I mean, cars were less complicated. Sure. Yep. But but I think as a society, as an as individual people, mm-hmm. I think back then we were all a lot less dependent on other people. Oh, absolutely. We were less absolutely. ignorant about how to fix things ourselves. For sure. We've we've become right. incredibly specialized in today's society where. You might do something your whole career that if you're on a desert la- desert island, you're dead because you, oh, yeah. you just do something so random and specific that it doesn't have to do with. Well, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to start a fire. Yeah, Ugh. exactly. Yeah. Neither did Tom. Um, neither did Tom Hanks, but he made it okay <laughs> with Wilson. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, he attempts to fix the car mm-hmm. when he realizes a professional mechanic is required <laughs> because it didn't turn on when he just turned the because ignition because it, because it didn't because it turns out it's not <laughs> the fact that she was turning the key the wrong direction exactly oh. like come on I guess we do in fact need <laughs> a professional. A mechanic. Yeah. Uh, and and wait, I know you. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna jump on this here in a second. <laughs> but just let me finish the full sentence, please. Um, he invites Joan <laughs> and Susan. Yep. To rest at the nearby Garden of Eden Resort until the garage opens. Right. After making them comfortable in the cabin. Sure. At the members-only resort. Sure. Johnny leaves to arrange to have the car worked on, but. Right. Fails to advise Susan and Joan <laughs> that they are in the middle of a nudist colony. Now, like, yeah, fails to advise them. Like, fails, slips his mind. Yep. Now, let me. Okay, sure. One of two things is happening here. Sure. Yeah. What two things? Either, either. Okay. 
Johnny is actually a complete asshole. We can't rule that out. Yeah. Or Johnny has the social sensibilities of a potato chip. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I, uh, I feel like... Like, just let me try this on for size. Like, oh, hey, hey, you and your daughter here. Um, water's in the tap. Help yourself. There's fresh towels. Ooh, don't be alarmed. Like, no one here wears clothes. So if you, you know, if you open the curtains and everyone's naked, that's probably a normal expectation. Like, you should, right? You like, know, hey, yeah, the, you know, in the thing, in the in the category of things that you can forget to tell someone. <laughs> sure. Oh, shoot, I forgot to mention that the toaster doesn't work. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I forgot to show her the trick to get the TV to turn you, on. You have to just jiggle the antenna just so, just so to get it. Yeah. Right. But, oh, by the way, nobody here wears clothing. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Seems like a big slip up. Oh, for sure. And, Yeah. And something you jumped. Not, yeah. No. Go ahead. Not. Not. To, not to try to discredit. Like mm-hmm. you know. I. I. I think he's. 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 He's doing a genuinely nice thing. Like oh he's, yes. You know. He's. He's yeah. giving them a spot. And he's doing right. whatever. Yep. It just. How do you not? Like. It must be on your mind. Yeah. Maybe. When you're. You know. Okay. I've got a place to bring them. But I. Because here's the thing. <laughs> Even if. Mm-hmm. Even if you are, even if you live in that lifestyle, if you live at this place, I think that it would be incredibly ignorant. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it can be your viewpoint and your stance that this should be normal. Sure. You've forgotten that everyone second nature to you. You forget, you forget that it's even a thing. Well, right. Like, like it's I, I, it's like living I, I, it's I like can, living in I Canada can, in like minus you know thirty degree weather and you just forget that you need to wear a coat at winter you you forget to, that wearing a coat is normal in the winter time and you just forget to tell someone hey you should probably wear a coat because it's the dead of winter like you just I mean maybe to an extent yeah. but this is like you know you <laughs> like these people are still getting dr- dressed to go to work every day and stuff so it's not like they're completely disconnected from right the clothing societal norms right yeah so so like i i can understand um i can understand that someone thinks that or or feels or truly believes and not to say they're wrong but truly believes that this is the way that things should be sure however i think it's incredibly ignorant to not to not realize or pay any attention to the fact that you are a minority. Mm-hmm. Even if you're even if you're right and everyone else is wrong, even if you're the accurate minority. Sure. That's still not the way most <laughs> people like it's this is still a a you know, public and social nudity mm-hmm. is still probably a big deal. To this woman who you have found on the side of the road. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, uh, I think he's, I think he did a really swell thing. Sure. I think he's a super nice guy. But he blew but it. But I just think there's, yeah. I just think there's, well, I just think there's no way that he's, 
not thinking to mm-hmm. himself, hmm, how do I, how do I, you know, how do I let her know that yeah. the place that I'm bringing her to has, you know, penis afoot? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it just seems like, it seems like something you tell someone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. it it comes across creepy. Otherwise, it comes across as sneaky. Oh, for sure. Otherwise, and, I think. And something we jumped over that for sure is creepy. That makes me think this is a horror movie that was rebranded at the last minute, where he's he, like literally finds her on the side of the road. It's like, oh hey, uh, you should just come stay with me. Uh, we've got a nice place. It's relaxing. It's uh, yeah. No, people can't hear you scream. Just come on over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't go in the, uh, don't go in the shed no matter who you hear yelling for help just just don't go there but yeah come I, on I, over. Don't, I don't know i don't know what kind of horror films you watch Oof, anyways yeah. uh meanwhile the abandoned car is found by a highway patrol unit mm. and Lattimore is notified right the, right. the, the man right after a short nap Yep. Susan wakes up, looks out the cabin window, and is surprised to see Joan and the other children playing without any clothes on. Right. But she's not, but she's not really at first. <laughs> right? Um, which, which I don't know, like, I don't know if that was just the times. Yeah. Right? Like, like I, I think being 1954 plays a role in this. But she mm. definitely, like, she opens the curtains and her daughter is there. What do we say? The daughter's like four? Yeah, maybe, four, four to five? six. Yeah. You know, and, and so the daughter's there. She's, there's like a little jungle gym, little playset. Sure. And the daughter's there, and there's like four or five other children, and they're all naked. Yep. Um, and and Susan doesn't go, what the hell? Yeah. Susan Susan smiles and waves. Like, you know. Um, <laughs> hmm. Okay. Which, and, 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 and remarks to Johnny, mm-hmm. like Johnny comes in at, at, you know, a couple minutes later <laughs> and remarks to Johnny, I've, I, I've never seen something so natural and wonderful or something. Mm. So I wonder, like, I know, I know that in recent years, and I think we, we discussed this on the episode with Stefan. Sure. I know that in, in, in the last couple of decades, mm-hmm. we have, you know, in, in, in this era of, of fearing, um, child pornography, sure, and and not really knowing, like I don't think the lines are really clear on what is child pornography, like mm. what what qualifies as child pornography and and, sure. and what isn't, yep. and what you know, and so I, but I think before that, I think before that general wave happened, mm. we were, um, it was much more natural to see a naked kid, sure, like like I am, you know, I imagine in the sixties and seventies. Um, you would go to the beach. You'd go to a regular beach, and if and and you know there probably weren't a lot of five, six, mm-hmm. seven year olds wearing bathing suits. Yeah, hard to say. That was pro- that was probably pretty normal, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know. I guess I can get on board with that. I, I I can get on board with the fact that you know Susan opens the curtains and there's Joan naked with her friends mm-hmm. and Joan and, and, and Susan just kind of goes, Oh, look at them. Look at the kids. They're happy and they're playing. Right. <laughs> well, but look, just there's in, a jungle gym. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, but just an, an interesting, um, interesting to compare it to nowadays. Oh, because yeah. nowadays there's just a were complete to, if, paranoia if a, nowadays. Oh yeah. Just, if, if the yeah. mother were to open the window and to see her child, uh, especially her female child. Right in a strange place mm. 
with strange children. Yeah. And none of them have any, and, and while well, particularly her daughter doesn't have any clothes on. Yep. She would immediately, like, you'd run out. Oh, you'd sure. run out and you'd grab your child and you'd want to know what was going on and sure. you'd have fears in your mind a, a, about inappropriate conduct and, and predators and mm-hmm. and all of this, this you know. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That was just interesting to yeah. me. Like a, a, a different, you know. Completely different, different times, right? Completely different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do we got here? What do we got? Uh, several naked adults also pass by. This is the moment when Joan or when Susan is going, okay, hold on. (laughs) That's, that's a 30 year old, butt. that's not (laughs) a four year old, butt. that's what, you know, she's maybe pinching herself. Yeah. Pinching herself, wanting to wake up. Um, yeah. Where did yeah. where did Johnny take me? Right. When Johnny returns to explain that he is arranging to have the car repaired, Susan tells him that she thinks that the children are delightfully natural naked. Yeah, well, we said that. But is not convinced about the adults mm. and decides to remain in the cabin until her car is ready. Sure. Johnny tells Susan that he is an actor and also works at the camp. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So, you know. Which I mean, actor was a you know a struggling actor. That's that's such a nineteen fifties, mm. you know. Yeah. Some some actors wait tables in between acting jobs, and some actors pick up desperate women on the side <laughs> of the highway <laughs> and take them to nudist camps without mentioning, "Hey, by the way, everyone's naked." <laughs> right. Again, again, for the record, I have no issue mm-hmm. with him bringing her there but but there's like a there's there's maybe a a discretionary conversation that needs to happen there's an etiquette to follow there's a there's a hey i've got a place yeah um but before you agree heads up yeah yeah um Lattimore, meanwhile receives Mm. a phone call from the police advising him that susan and joan are safe at the garden of eden also which he assumes assumes is a motel this father-in-law literally does nothing but stay at home and wait for people to inform him of things like does he not like have a job or hobbies or just anything to leave the house for like he seems to have a lot of money because he's got a housekeeper that he's quite rude to oh yeah and he like Like, i think he i think we see him smoking cigars a couple of times he's a very very white privilege yeah 1950s fancy to do yeah Yeah. um yeah so he so daddy-o assumes (laughs) garden of uh, garden of eden it sounds like some motel or something that she's at makes sense yeah right car broke down they're Mm -hmm. at a motel Mm mm-hmm uh, after Johnny discovers that the car repair will take several days. Again, sounds like a horror just, film. I'm yeah, getting, I'm just going to stop you. I'm getting this, those horror This vibes. is my last point. Like, this is the cherry on the cake where he comes back from the mechanic and is like, oh, yeah, by the way, your car, it's totally fine. Uh, it's just going to take a bit longer, so I don't have it, and you'll just have to stay here. And, oh, what do you mean the phone's not working? Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> just just go with it, y'all. <laughs> It's 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 fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, those those phone lines. We've been meaning to fix those phone lines. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I've been I've been courteous to you so far, so you better not complain about them phone lines. You hear? Yeah. Um, Susan, fully dressed, wanders outside to meet several of the nudists, nice. including 
a theater director mm. who expresses an interest in act in her acting ability. Mm. Um, which is it's a normal. It seems like a normal conversation. There, everyone, everyone here seems really polite and really friendly. Right. But but not in you know. Not in a creepy kind of way. No. Like every everyone there just seems genuinely like, you know, sorry about your car. You're welcome to stay. Mm-hmm. While you're here, we we do you know we do drama practices. Yeah. We're gonna do Shakespeare. Do you want to start? How about you come read with us? Yeah. yeah come how, on. how about how about you come read with us? Have a go. Um, yeah. So they seem really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Later, Joan asks her mother if she feels funny being the only person with clothes on. Right. Um, and she kind of, I think she says no. Like, or, or she doesn't say no, but she kind of like, I think she dodges the question. Mm. Right? She kind of like, mind your own beeswax, kid. <laughs> Listen like, here. When you pay yeah, the bills, you worry, when you pay the you bills, you can you. ask questions. Yeah, when you pay the bills, you can make comments about mommy's brassiere, okay? That's... <laughs> <laughs> something to that God, effect n- know your place joan yeah come um, on. but i mean it seems it's it's a question that seems very expositiony like oh, it's a every, question everything in this film like it's a short film every to squeeze it all in everything is expositional oh yeah yeah, there's definitely because like the film's only like an hour and ten minutes long. Oh, yeah. So there's definitely yeah. there's definitely plot points that are rushed. Yeah. And there's definitely lines that are said um with the intent of covering a lot of ground really, really quickly. For sure. Um but yeah, this line specifically, Mom, don't you feel funny being the only one with clothes on? Mm. Felt like uh, like directly felt like uh, it directly felt like an attempt for the film to get their message across. Oh heck yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, like the the film. It felt it was a very agenda y kind of line. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I mean, it makes makes sense. I guess. Like I, you know, yeah. If if you know, she's two days in or something at this point, and she is the only one in the campground, right, wearing clothing. Yep. Um, which is probably is probably like you know that's an awkward feeling. I can. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, Susan is then invited by a male resident, <laughs> naked <laughs> naked from the waist up, <laughs> to take a ride around the camp's lake. Otherwise known as shirtless. <laughs> let's, let's discuss that. All of the... Um, so you see a lot of butts in this film. Sure. And you see some breasts. Sure. But you don't see anything else. Yep. Um, which I think is done very intense. Like oh, anyone sure. who's facing the camera mm-hmm. is clearly either holding a towel in front yeah. of their pubic area, yeah. or sitting at like um, a picnic table, or sitting at a picnic table, and still like through the through the use of poor camera angles, you can tell that they are still like sitting at a table and wearing bottoms. Um. Which is just interesting. It's interesting that, like, yeah, it, it was definitely done from a censorship standpoint. Mm, yeah. Right. Um, Susan asks to be dropped off on the other side of the lake where she lays down, falls asleep, and dreams of disrobing and swimming naked in the lake. So, Who the hell just says, I'm going to take a nap now? <laughs> I, 
I nap in the woods all the time. There's nothing there, and she just lays down to go to sleep. So, I I agree with you. Like that is ridiculous. But I this was like probably my only snippet of the movie that I thought was actually kind of cool, because the sub she falls asleep, and then the subsequent scene like she arises from her body and walks away and i think you still see her sleeping but you also see her walking away yeah and i thought that was kind of cool because it was just like a depiction of she's awakening from her fears of in this case in this movie uh not like wearing sorry she's afraid of being naked in public so in her dream she's awoken from her fears and goes off and is naked in her dream and i thought it was for a 1950s movie Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe it was just like a transition scene, but I thought it was kind of cool and artistic. No, I think you're right for sure. And I think like not only was she um, like you interpreted it as her awaking from her her fears. Mm. I interpreted it as her. Um, yeah, well, I guess that's it's kind of the same thing, but just that like she was in her dream she was able to hmm. take the step take the step that she wanted you know, like she was able to live out a deeper desire right um right. she was a, she was allowed to do something that she she dare not actually do right yep um johnny in the dream johnny swims up to her mm. but she is embarrassed by the nudity and asks him to leave right um Uh, When Susan wakes up, Johnny is there with an update on the car and tells him that that evening the director has asked them to perform a scene together from Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Mm. And this is where the plot thickens. (laughs) I mean, so interesting, interesting observation. Um, It's nighttime. Yes. Which means it's it's cooler out. Mm Mm-hmm. And mosquitoes are probably making their their rounds. Yep, as they do. Uh, and everybody has clothes on. Yeah. Everybody. Which I... which I was is just kind of an affirming moment of like, oh, okay, they're nudists. They're not crazy people. <laughs> right. Right, like See, if you're being naked for the sake of being naked and you're enduring mosquito bites mm-hmm. and frostbite <laughs> as a result, well, that's just asinine. Right. Like that's just, sure. you know, if, yeah. you're co- if you're cold or you need protection Put from West Nile, West Nile virus, right. add a layer. Sure. Right? See, okay. you, you make logical sense with your, your logic here, and that, that's totally cool. And I think I'm in agreement with you. I just thought it was just kind of a weak transitional point or transitional moment where like that's when the father-in-law comes to the camp and they needed to clickbait him into staying as well. So if they had been nude, he probably would have just put his arms up in the air and left. But because they were clothed when he comes in this point in the story, this other elderly man is like, hey, I totally get you. You've driven all this way down here and everyone's a jerk to you. Stay overnight. You, 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 I think you could use some rest. And he's mysteriously really open to it. And he's like, yeah, you know, I, th- I think I could. Yeah, good idea. But I, that's, a, that's I, a great impression of Vladimir. <laughs> my point is, I, I, thought it, I thought it was just more of a weak point of like the movie being like, okay, we have to f- plot wise 
give this old man a reason to stay because if they're nude here he's leaving right but Um, your logic makes sense i I agree right so like you said later during the performance Mm -hmm. later uh ooh, this even says later during the performance for their clothed theater group Mm. Lattimore arrives at the camp's entrance demanding to take joan home with him Right. However, some members persuade him that he is tired and angry and should rest the night and resume <laughs> discussions in the morning. Like, when has a confrontation ever ended like that? Right. Oh, yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. I am we should rest on it and let tired. cool heads prevail tomorrow morning. Good idea. Yeah. Oh, I am in the wrong. Before going to sleep, Lattimore visits Joan, sure. who tells him that she is happy there. And wonders why he is so grouchy and makes her mother cry, which was, I thought was actually a really wonderful scene. You're right. You're not wrong. Like that was actually a scene that I was watching and I'm like, I actually don't have anything to make fun of here. And this isn't like a flawed kind of 50s scene. Like it was actually decent. Like she asks the hard questions and she basically, she, she basically calls her grandfather out on his bullshit (laughs) and just says like, were were you ever a kid? Right. Yeah. 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 Of course I was. Did you have a mom? Why? Yes, I did. Did you make her cry? Yeah. Like, you know, and he's kind of like, you're young and there's things you don't understand. Go to bed. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, uh, but definitely gets his wheels turning. Sure. Um, why he's so grouchy? I keep losing my spot, man. Uh, <laughs> early the next morning, unaware that he is in a nudist camp, Lattimore leaves the cabin for a stroll and meets the theater director, who he recognizes as a famous Shakespearean actor. Hmm. But is stunned when the man goes swimming naked. So they're having a conversation, and the Shakespearean actor guy is holding a towel over, like, has a towel draped over his arm in front of him just kind of conveniently so it looks like he could be wearing trousers behind him right yeah and um nobody says trousers but trousers and we should we should uh, bring that word back let's do it yeah and so so they have a they have a little conversation hey i recognize you from the theater ah yes that was me i did that many times (laughs) now i I mostly train younger people to take over for me because i will be dead soon (laughs) and then and then um, and says, said, <laughs> would you like, no, would you like to join me for a swim? Ha <laughs> ha. And also for the record, he didn't end every sentence with a laugh. <laughs> oh, he totally did. And then Lattimore is like, and then Lattimore is like, uh, but I didn't bring a bathing suit. Ha ha. Right. right. And, <laughs> and, um, uh, and then the Shakespearean actor guy is like, wow, suit yourself. Ha ha. And like, <laughs> <laughs> drops the towel and runs and dives into the water, right? right? Yep. Um, and See and Lattimore does Lattimore does this like you know opens his eyes really wide and right. like, you know drops his tries to pipe in the gr- on the ground. And- yeah, tries to get another look at like, God, am I really seeing what I think I'm seeing? That's <laughs> right. my lord. I can see that man's ass. And, <laughs> ha-ha, right. And so. <laughs> And so, uh, after observing more nudists, so at this point, it's like this, you know, the Shakespearean director jumping into the water opens the floodgates because now every naked person from Kingdom Come is like, ah, over here, ha. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone contained themselves. It's like they rehearsed the events of the day. They're like, everyone stay in your cabins until Lattimore and this man have this conversation. 
after yeah. they do just go at it just be yeah. be you be you yeah and then frolic in the buff yeah um, <laughs> After observing more nudists, Lattimore phones his lawyer, demanding this, that he takes action against scene, Susan. This, yeah. But the lawyer refuses to, yeah. as he too is a nudist. Yeah. Um, so two things. One, he doesn't say nudist. He says sunbather. Right. Um, yeah. Which, which is cool. And and I wonder, like, we'll have to talk to Stefan about this. Mm. I wonder if that was a an era thing. Like, has right. there been an era or has there been a, a geographical place right uh geographical region right where nudists were referred to as sunbathers yeah i don't know that's kind of that's kind of cool yep right um this is like what are the freaking odds (laughs) yeah that the lawyer isn't a a naturist right and he's like ah i'm also a sunbather (laughs) so Go and, screw yourself. I'm not going to help you. <laughs> like, essentially, that's what he says. And the other thing, this is where, like, this is another straw that broke the camel's back, where there was just, I was just like, okay, enough of the exposition. Like, just have a conversation, like, human beings, where, like, he was, the, the point of this conversation was totally, totally, totally to inform the audience of, like, hey, it's okay to be a nudist, because... Like, he's like, hello, I'm Nigel Canterbury. I'm your lawyer. And I just uh-huh. want, I want to tell you, uh, a place like the Garden of Eden operates under state law. It's completely legal. Like, he just goes off right. on this spew of just, like, all these legal facts of, like, hey, Latimer, you're an idiot. This is completely legal. It's fine. There's You have no grounds of legal action. Like, you're the one wrong for thinking the way you are. Like, just total... I was like, come on, can we just have a conversation where it's yeah anyway yeah yeah so drop your shorts and go for a dip dude Pretty much. it's kind of like his you know i would have been fine if that was in the conversation just no more exposition i can't handle yeah. it yeah Lattimore meets johnny and apologizes for his conduct at night mm. before yes and after wandering around the camp and observing how relaxed everyone is becomes mm. enthused about nudism right. and decides to become a member what the actual shit no okay. kidding honest to god like so Can from I, like like a complete 180 degree turn on like a pivot like he doesn't even plant his foot he just like swivels like just he's like oh yeah man these people are you know seeing all these people naked has made me realize you know that what i am a total dick and i need to like literally 71 years or however old this man is of just habits and entrenched thought and just lifestyle, and he's just like, you know what? F it. I've found my new way of life, and it only took me three seconds. Like, just yeah, right. Seemed a little, seemed a little unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've met I, some stubborn people in my time, and I'm going to tell you that's not how it goes down. As well, and as I mean, as he's. As he's asking for a membership form, I was thinking to myself, what is his angle? Yes. Like, what is he, like, I thought he's, he's gonna, he's gonna try to shut the place down somehow. And he's gonna try to, no, no, he's just, he's literally, he's literally wanting to be a member. That's, that's what he wants. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, becomes a member. Yeah. Mm. As Susan is putting Joan to bed, Lattimore comes and apologizes to Susan for his years of hateful behavior. 
Mm. When Johnny shows up to take Susan to dinner, he announces that the babysitter cannot come, but he has arranged for Lattimore to do the job. <laughs> Johnny and Susan leave as Lattimore begins to tell his granddaughter a bedtime story, mm. which she's like, I've heard your stories and they suck. <laughs> like, I'm not like she actually takes a jab at him. Right. And he's like, but I have better stories now. Ha ha. Ha ha. Um, Back to the present day, Mm -hmm. Lattimore ends his account of the conversation and his plans to donate the gymnasium to the camp. Also, just just pausing, like in this, uh, I think before it goes back to present day, quite literally, like Johnny attests for Latimer to his daughter-in-law because she's like, you know what? I don't believe his crap. You may think he's changed, but he's I've known him for 15 years and he's a jerk. And Johnny, who literally met Vladimir that morning. So he's literally right. known him eight hours, not eight solid hours, just like in passing, met him oh, yeah. and met him again. Literally is convinced he has enough of a baseline on grandpa that he knows grandpa is changed and whole, wholeheartedly knows he's a changed man and can convince his daughter-in-law that Vladimir's a changed man. Like, Com- the daughter-in-law who has who has endured years of yeah. oppression. Like, complete and utter BS. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then we jump forward. Mm. Susan and Johnny have married and are rehearsing a play. Of course they have. It's the 1950s, so they... Ha- like- all, all then head to a camp where they go swimming naked together. Yep. Can I say mm. that Grandpa deciding, hey, I've seen the light... Mm. You know, the the three or four pairs of breasts that I have seen have completely cleansed me and the spirit of the Lord, like, just becomes the greatest guy. Right. To him becoming a member. Right. To them being married and swimming naked across Lake Happy together. (laughs) Happens in about six minutes of the film. Honestly. Yeah. The last six minutes. Yeah. So that's, there you go. And like, that's Garden like, of Eden. Just, I'm just going to go on a tangent. Like the reason he was one dimensional is because like, it's not that he had like a childhood trauma and he, you know, like he was, you know, his wife died when he was 27 or, you know, his parent, he was raised an orphan and he was like Scrooge and he just is bah humbugged everything. No, no. Like literally everything in his life was solved in this six minute of film. Yeah. I think that was it. I just didn't I didn't realize yeah. that, you know, it's not actually me, daughter. It's these clothes. Right. Like what? It was the like, clothes all along, I told you. You know, the the, the film's message is mm-hmm. living naked is better for you. Right. And and even if that's true, mm-hmm. these are some mighty healing powers we're talking about. Apparently. Yeah. Like it'll work like the tagline of this film is nudism. It'll do wonders for your shit personality. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. Um, what'd you think? Scale of one to ten. Ooh, you ready for this? I gave it. Yeah. And this is being a little generous. I gave it a two point seven out of ten. You hated this film. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Actually, I had, there were some things where I just chuckled and laughed. But like, how my rating scale works is if it's like really good. I would pay, like, uh, it's a seven or above, obviously, so I'd 
pay money to see it in theater. I wouldn't want to see this in theater. I wouldn't want to pay money to buy it. I wouldn't pay money to rent it. Um, it, it is what it is. Like I, I, we borrowed it for free and that that's about the extent, like if there was no Wi-Fi at the cottage and it was raining, I don't know if even then I'd watch it again, but <laughs> God only knows. Um, How about, I'm, what about you? I'm going to give it a 6.2. Okay. Um, I, I probably wouldn't go see it in the theater and I'm, I probably wouldn't buy it or, or, or rent it. Sure. Um, but I, you know, I think a lot of what influenced that and, and maybe brought the level up was just, you know, I, I, I had to apply the context. Okay. Oh, for sure. So yep. for a film made in the fifties, yep. about by and for nudists sure. with a, like, you know, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. could have been much worse. Oh, could have oh, been for sure. much worse. For sure. Yeah. Um, and the, the, no, what? what no what well yeah like i'm not gonna rip it because it's i'm i'm going back and forth because you have to think about contextually yes okay it's from the 50s so don't compare compare it with avatar for production value or what you're watching but there were some things where like i've seen family home videos from the 50s that were on the same level like there were some pretty bad cuts like mid-scene just like someone would be having a discussion and like half of a word would be missing just because like I think they were transitioning between takes. Like there was there was a lot of echoing audio in scenes. Like the there was a lot of discontinuity just with like the a flow of a scene just with like film just like cutting out. I don't think it was a high budget production. I know and the, and I, I get it. Like I'm not trying to well I'm trying to rip on it but <laughs> I'm just Let's saying. See, are there numbers here? No, there's no numbers. There's no I, I tried numbers. to look that up out of context, but I, I, I'm, I get it. I'll take, I'll, I'll take the argument. Yes, production value completely, but I won't take the, like it's from the fifties. It, it can't be. You have to take it for what it is because there are some amazing movies from the thirties, forties, and fifties that are night and day better, but have a higher production value. So it's apples and oranges. Yeah, for sure. Faux show. I, I have a trivia question for you. Ooh, good Lord. So I forgot to mention to people. Yes. Um, another segment on this show is Pete mm-hmm. graces us mm-hmm. with some trivia. Sometimes I do really well. Sometimes I don't do so hot. Um, but let's let's see. What do we got? Okay, so it's three true or false things. Because there wasn't like... This isn't a movie that has like a lot of like following and like a lot of interesting like the like you know a BuzzFeed article about the twenty five things you didn't know about the Garden of Eden film, so it was like I had to dig a little bit and it, anyway, three true or false questions about the grandfather specifically as an actor. Okay, uh, how much of a one trick pony do you think this guy was? Like, do you think he was mainly in nudist films or not? That's what it's going to come down to. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, and that's just to, I'm just going to list some movies and you think, you tell me if he was in it or not, and it's just true or false. Okay. So do you think the grandfather was in Children of the Corn? Oh, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen Children of the Corn, so that's tough. Yeah. I'm going to say um, true. I feel like it's too weird of an option to be on this list. Yeah. If, uh, if it's not correct. True. He was in Children of the Corn. Wow, what year is Children of the Corn? I don't have that in front of me. I haven't seen it. I because it's a lot more recent. 
No. Isn't it? No, no, no. It's I'll, I can do a quick Google search while I ask the next question. It's a lot more recent than 1954. Yes, but so is 1955. It's 1984. So it was it was 30 years oh, later. Oh wow. And he's So he kind of took a hiatus. He's a geezer. In, well, not a geezer, but he's he's not a spring chicken in mm-hmm. in Garden of Eden. No, I he's thought he was a real yeah real old guy. Maybe he played it. a ghost on Children of the Corn. I don't know. That's interesting. Okay. Next next question. Do you think he was in the original Rambo? I mean, there's different ways I can go with this. Mm-hmm. He could be in all of them. Sure. Um. I'm going to say no. Okay. Correct. He was not in Rambo. Okay. All right. Do you think he was in Godfather Part 3? Oh, he's got the look. (laughs) Right? Doesn't he? You tell me. He's got the look. I'm going to say... Because he had like a mustache and stuff, right? Just just spit an answer. Come on. I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. Okay. He was not. But Johnny was. Okay. Yeah. And final question. Was he in Predator? Hmm. Like like Arnold Schwarzenegger Predator. The one and only. No, there there was a Predator remake. Um, Uh, Well, not with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm going to say just in the, like, from a psychology standpoint, you've said one that was yes and two that was no. I'm going to say yes. Perfect. Yep, he was. So I just found this interesting because like these were all people that I had no idea who they were. And so I was surprised that they were actually people that were in like mainstream movies eventually. So I thought that was interesting. Huh. Yeah. Cool. And I mean, I don't know that like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that in 1954, this wasn't a mainstream movie yeah i don't know i one thing i mean the definition of mainstream right is a different definition of mainstream yeah something more trivia related um i can i'm this i'm wondering if this is why stefan recommended to recommended the movie to us um apparently in the late 50s garden of eden was subject to a court case in the new york state court of appeals and the ruling was that the on-screen nudity was not obscene and this ruling opened the door to more open depictions of nudity in film. So maybe this oh. movie had uh, a legal implication as far as uh, it was a transition point from where nudity was in film up to that point and then where it went from there. Or it was which one I'm of sure, the points. I'm, which I'm sure he knows about. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm, 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 I'm actually curious. Maybe that's one of the reasons he recommended it to us, right? Yeah, he must know. He must know. He must. Oh, uh, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So what'd you watch this week? I watched, let me just see. Uh, I watched Toy Story. Wow. For the, for the 33rd time. time. <laughs> no. Uh, you recommended to me Ghostbusters 2. Uh, yes. So I watched which, it. Which, let's give a little bit of background. Right. I. You just recently watched the first Ghostbusters as, for the first it, time. As a grown man, I had never seen it. Yep. And were a little underwhelmed. Yeah. I didn't hate it. But I didn't, I thought I would love it more and I just really thought it would really just embrace me more and it was, it was okay. Can I say that I hate that you didn't love it? I, you know, and I hate that I didn't love it. 
Okay. Yeah. That's like, just as long as we're both on the same page. As long as we both hate something. That's all that matters. Uh, so, yeah, I watched Ghostbusters 2. Um, generally, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more. And I'm wondering if it was just maybe I had lower expectations. Um, I, I love that Sigourney Weaver plays a bigger role in this movie. To me, that's a good thing. Uh, in the first movie, like she has screen time, obviously, but she has that whole kind of possession thing and whatnot. So she kind of disappears for a portion. Um, I loved, I don't, I was trying to, I had a discussion about someone of, of a scene in this movie that I don't know how to describe. It's where the two guys, it's Ray and Winston, I think they're at the birthday party. Yeah. Are they breaking the fourth wall when they dance to the Ghostbusters theme? To their own music. Yeah. Cause it's, to this point, this the, the Ghostbusters song is only for us, the audience, watching the movie. And then they pull out their cassette player at a party and they're dancing to it. And they have like a set dance to it. And I was like, I love that scene so much. Yeah. yeah and they and they go, and it don't look good when yes. all the kids are, you know. Yes. I, yeah. My perception of that moment is that maybe no. Like we've seen them do TV commercials. Sure. And we've seen them do, you know, they've got like thermos and, and balloons right. and stuff for the kids yep. and stuff. Yep. My my guess is that this is this okay. This is just a jingle that's been used sure. as a, a, a television thing. Sure. Right? Yep. It is kind of the explanation for sure. that. Um so yeah, I ultimately what I really liked, I found it just a little bit more creepy or a bit more just serious of a tone like at the end with like the white poofy monster at the first one i i think that kind of lost me a bit but like this one like the whole premise of like this dead person coming back to life to just kill everyone and like there was that scene where like the literally tight the titanic was like raised from the bottom of the ocean and all these ghosts were coming off like i was like impressed with the spookiness of this movie so i gave i gave it an 8.8 out of 10 i loved it it was good yeah yeah that's cool um the only other movie i think i watched this week is my recommendation to you okay um yeah because the only other movie i've watched is for our next episode which is i'm not going to talk about uh so you like uh joaquin phoenix uh i do enjoy him thoroughly okay uh i believe you have not seen this movie so i'm gonna make you watch it it's a movie that i watched a ton as a teenager haven't watched it a lot recently so i'm gonna re like i re-watched it reviewed i mean i have a i have a guess what is it what do you think it is it's got to be gladiator right Ooh, that that would be a good movie and maybe someday but no. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I don't know, like that. My knowledge of Joaquin Phoenix films sure. are Walk Walk the Line, Joker, <laughs> right? Uh, Her right. and uh, well, Ladder Forty Nine, right? And yep. Gladiator. I only know the five. Right. Have you seen Gladiator? No. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. I'm gonna make you. He's not the main character in this, but he's a, a pretty key character. Uh, it's M Night Shyamalan's Signs. Oh, no, I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's from 2002-ish. I know of it, yep. but I don't know anything about it, yep. which is really exciting yep. because it means that it means 
the fact that it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie mm. means there's a twist. Yep. Um, and the fact that I know nothing about it means that the twist will affect me the way that it's supposed to. Hopefully. I would, just because of like the visuals and whatnot, don't watch it like on your tablet on a bus stop like in the middle of the afternoon. Like try and watch it like in a dark room, like with a good audio, with a good surround sound. Like I, I know movies. I watch, mean, there's no other way. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't watch any other film. I don't know why I even said that to you because you're not that type of person. Like you set up the surround sound and like shut off all the lights. Like you, you take things seriously and I respect that. I have proper backlighting for the TV. And oh. Like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, how about you? What did you watch this week? I watched Gone Girl. Right. Right. And? That's so good. Isn't it? Like, like, do you not like it? Oh, no, no, no. Like, that, like I said, isn't it? Like, as in, hell, heck yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, it's so good. Disturbing. I, Disturbing. I, I like David Fincher as a director. Oh, I'm not really familiar um, with him. Okay. Well, David Fincher um, directed, well, obviously he directed this. Right. Um, but David Fincher also directed um, The Social Network. Oh. Um, he directed <clears throat> Zodiac. Yep. He directed um, 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 a couple of the Alien films, I think. Interesting. Um, yeah, so David Fincher has got, it's good, he's a, got good a number resume. of films. Yeah. yeah, he's got a number of films under his belt. Um, and I love Ben Affleck. Right. Like, despite, like right. oh, uh, David Fincher did Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Apparently he um, did Fight Club, maybe? Did he? So it's listed here. I, yeah. I, oh, I and, and Seven? Wow. Yeah, he did Seven. And Curious yeah. Case of Benjamin Button? Yeah. Oh wow! So he's this he's, guy's. You know. Yeah, this guy's got some street cred. Uh, I love Ben Affleck. Like, he's got a couple of stinkers, mm. but so does everyone. Oh heck yeah! Right. Yep. So 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 get over it. <laughs> um, yeah. No, he's 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 great. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. Cool. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And just a fun journey to watch the guy. It's kind of like The Fugitive, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, you're just going on this journey with them and you're like, you're really rooting for the truth. Sure. Because, yeah, you don't, uh, there's just times where you don't know who to believe. Like, is Ben Affleck a murderer? Is she not what she seems to be? And what I like is when the show kind of has a resolution and tells you what's going on, it's not boring. Like, it, you're still going along for the ride and the movie, the movie isn't over. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> um, the only two other films I watched. Cool. One was a Matthew Broderick film. Ooh. Yeah. Do you like Matthew Broderick? Um, let me see what all he's in. I don't know if I yeah. have a... Pull up a list. I mean, he's in things like Ferris Bueller. For sure. And Which I mean, like, guy. who doesn't like? But I can't think of other things other than that. He's in Cable Guy, and he's in yeah. um, uh, Deck the Halls, which was a Christmas one with him and um, hmm. and um, Danny DeVito. He's mm. in The Producers. He's in, um, he's in a bunch of things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. Um, I, w- I watched a movie which did not hold up Ooh. from my childhood. Okay. 
Um, what year did it come out? Was it 99 or was it? Yeah, 1999. Mm. Um, and it did not hold up. Sure. Which was very disappointing because it was a fond memory from my childhood. Mm. Um, but I watched Inspector Gadget. Oh. And it didn't hold. Yeah. It didn't hold. Have you Have you seen it? No, I watched the cartoon, but never watched the live action right. movie. If you've watched the cartoon, you will enjoy it. Okay. For being a 1999 live action Disney right. goofy, yep. you know, yeah. something based off a cartoon sure. is what you sure. you need to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, the other film I watched is an Ian McKellen film. Hmm. Sir Ian McKellen, sorry. Don't you forget it. From 2015, uh, actually last night, we watched Mr. Holmes. Oh. Which is Ian McKellen playing right. Sherlock Holmes. <gasps> Have you seen it? No. What? Good. That That's my recommendation to oh, you. Oh, I've been meaning to and have just hemmed and hawed a few times, but it seems yeah. very interesting. I I really enjoyed it. It's one of those, there's there's... There's three different timelines that are happening, so you okay. kind of have to pay, pay attention. You got to really pay attention, otherwise you get a little bit lost. Is it um, is it like Inception? No, no, <laughs> no, not quite that bad. Um, more like what was that film you had me watch? Where it, oh, like the, um, the Prestige, the Prestige, right? Yeah, kind of more like that. Okay, yeah, cool. I, um, I look forward to watching yeah. that. Yeah, good. What did you recommend to me? You recommended... Signs. 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 You know what I'd also recommend you do, Brady? You should uh, check out our Patreon page because we have a promotion uh, that if you sign up to support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, we're going to enter you into a draw for one of two prizes. And each prize is valued at over $17 worth of chocolate. Lindor, Frere Rocher... Um, and existing Patreon supporters are automatically entered into the draw and you will be automatically entered into future draws, which we have about once every month or two. Uh, so you should check that out because it's a pretty good giveaway of what, you you know, odds of winning. And we've got some pretty cool deal, like perks of, uh, different tiers on Patreon. So you should, you should check it out. Holy shit. I will. (laughs) Where do I like... So we're going to post, where, we'll, we'll post the where link Where do I find below. the link? Uh, it'll be below okay. the episode. Yep. So just. All right. Yeah. If you're listening right now in the future, just take your mouse and like where you hit play, roll it down to the link that says Patreon, the Movie Men podcast or whatever the exact hyperlink is. My Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's, in- that's incredible. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. Oh, wow. Snap. Pop crackle something okay i'm putting you on the spot sure for the last two weeks okay. just before we end the episode mm. oh i i have turned to you and i've said pete do you have a shout out and for two weeks you've let me down oh. for two weeks you've made me hang up the phone and think to myself does he really love me or <laughs> is it all just a lie so I need, I need the answer once and for all. Do you have a shout out or are you seeing someone else? It's a lie. What? You don't have a, you, you don't have a shout out? No, no, no. Uh, the two are mutually exclusive. It's a lie, but I do have a shout oh. out. Okay. Who's the shout out? No, I'm just kidding. It's not a lie. Um, so the shout out is someone that I really thought would be good 
for a shout out this week. And I'm going to tell you why they're a good reason for the shout out. For like specifically because we did an episode about naked people? No, no. More so that I forgot to think of a shout out and I've just been stalling to come up with one. Uh, oh. but, but I'm going to give one to a friend of the show, Nathan Grunman. Um, yeah, who, who, we who are... loves to be naked. <laughs> Pardon? Who loves to be naked? Who, I guess. Like maybe when he's bathing. I don't know. Uh, who doesn't? Yeah. Right? You get out of the shower and you go, man. <laughs> what a uh, day to be alive. What a, yeah. No, uh, I'm going to give I a shout breathe. out to Nate Grunman, uh, follower of the show, friend of the show. And uh, sometime in the near future, we'll be a guest on our show. We were a guest on his show and uh, we look forward to him joining us. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Holy shit. That's amazing. <laughs> I, that's, that's just guests galore. Guests. Yeah. You know what? If you want to be a guest on our show, mm. there's no guarantee that we'll let you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, I mean, we do, there's like a background check, there's social insurance, we got to do like a credit score. But right. if you, if you want to be on the show and you meet all of the criteria, right. send us an email at themoviemanpodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase. Do it and put something in the tagline about pick me, pick me or something. Mm. Uh, and we will like, it's, you know, it's, it's fun to have guests. Yeah. Um, and you don't necessarily like, you know, we have ways of, of bringing you on the show, even if you're not local to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete and I aren't local. Pete, how far away from me do you live? Pete? Uh, yeah. About two and a half hours drive. About two and a half hours. About yeah. a 24 hour yeah. walk. But we sound like we're in the same damn room. Yeah. And that's that's what's important. That's folks. all that matters. Yeah. Until next time. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Keep keep your keep your chickens and your lizards close. I don't know what that means. Be kind to your birds and your lizards. Your bir- chickens and your To our lizards and our chickens. May they never be kind meet. to your be kind to your birds and your goats. Well that I do that's, that already. So that's what I meant. Yeah.